Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts season two of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Welcome to Brain Stuff from How Stuff Works. Hi, I'm Christian Sager. This is Brain Stuff, and I've got some bad news for you. Money is imaginary. Now, I don't mean that printed pieces of paper are make-believe. I can feel a dollar's texture, and the ink even smudges on my hands. But when you compare it to a blank piece of paper, what's really the difference? Well, one is a recognized currency, and the other isn't. And the reason why? People agree that one piece of paper is a dollar and has value. That's where money's worth comes from. We all pretend it's a currency. This is one reason why the digital currency Bitcoin appeals to some people. It's not tied to any political system or government, so it's not vulnerable to any of their failings, like the economic collapse in 2008. All it needs is for people to believe in it. But lately, well... Some people are having a crisis of faith. That's why today on BrainStuff, we're going to quickly establish some facts about Bitcoin to better inform your beliefs about it. 
Basically, it's virtual money you can use to buy and sell things online. And it mimics real-world limited resources, like gold, for instance. It's also a cryptocurrency, meaning it's encrypted in a way that prevents it from being copied. See, every Bitcoin transaction is recorded using a blockchain. That information acts like a ledger that is encoded onto the Bitcoin itself. This prevents people from spending the same Bitcoin more than once, since everyone else on the currency's peer-to-peer network knows that it's been spent. It's essentially just a number associated with an internet address. You can store it on your phone or a hard drive until it's used again. Here's some ways you could acquire Bitcoins. Accept them as payment for goods and services. Exchange them for a more traditional form of currency. Or you can mine them. That's right. Like gold, Bitcoins are mined. Not by old-timey, grizzled prospectors, but by powerful computers. And, like gold, the more people mine Bitcoins, the less there are to be found. So they become harder to find. Instead of physically mining with a pickaxe, you can attempt to solve math problems with a computer. Imagine the problem is something like x plus y equals 15. If you can figure out what x and y are, you get a Bitcoin. With little competition, the problems are easier to solve. But when more people join the search, you've got a race and the problems get way more difficult. People start teaming up, crunching numbers by networking multiple parallel processors together. Suddenly, it's like Deadwood meets Silicon Valley and them Bitcoins ain't so easy to find no more, especially because there's a limited supply of about 21 million Bitcoins. These can be divided down fractionally to eight decimal places. So the more we mine, the less Bitcoins there are possible to find. In fact, every four years, the amount of Bitcoins you can find halves. We're at a point now where people need computers specifically designed for Bitcoin mining to even have a decent chance of getting them. But as Bitcoin miners dwindle, the math problems will get easier again to ensure the flow is steady. Their value is boosted and they remain inflation proof. Not all have been mined yet and we expect they won't be until around 2140. So... Let's say you just heard all this and you thought, well, I want to grow up and be a professional Bitcoin miner and trader. Well, there are a few risks you should probably know about first. For instance, because there's no regulatory agency setting a Bitcoin's value, it tends to fluctuate wildly. Let's go back to the dollar bill. Today, I might be able to buy a candy bar with it. But what if tomorrow it could buy dinner at a nice restaurant? Or a week later, it could buy the entire restaurant itself. Bitcoin is kind of like that, except the dollar would suddenly drop in value so you couldn't even buy a piece of gum with it. And why would you spend it anyway if it could be worth a hundred times more tomorrow? Another Bitcoin problem is security. Actually, the format itself is fine, but that doesn't protect it from hackers who targeted the banks and exchanges that deal in Bitcoins. So, for example, Mt. Gox, one of the largest Bitcoin trading floors, was hit for the equivalent of around $480 million. That's 7% of the world's supply of Bitcoins. Flexcoin, a Bitcoin bank, announced to all its users that their accounts had just disappeared. And when the online market Silk Road was shut down in October of 2013, the FBI became one of the largest holders of Bitcoins in the world. Now again, this isn't the fault of the currency. If a bank was robbed, you wouldn't blame the dollar bill for getting stolen, right? So yeah, Bitcoin has its slumps. And for it to become widely used, its volatility needs to settle down quite a bit. 
It's currently a high-risk currency that is totally unpredictable. And we didn't even get into the mysterious identity of Bitcoin's founder, Satoshi Nakamoto. Check out the BrainStuff channel on YouTube. And for more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.